It's time to watch The Muppets with special guest Phyllis Diller. time to watch the Muppets. Oh my god, did we watch the Muppets? Okay. I'm very... So do you want to say it this week instead? Yes. This is the best episode <laughs> of the Muppets that I have seen thus far. This episode was perfect. Perfectly perfect. rounded. Everybody completely perfectly utilized. I love this episode so effing much. Holy shit. Even the UK spot was epic. Phyllis Diller, like... Very well utilized. I loved the idea that, like, oh, it seemed like Fozzie was getting to stretch his being I a comedian love muscle. That Fozzie was the host this yes. episode, kind of. And it definitely seemed deliberate. It was I can't great. wait to talk about the talk spot, honestly, because oh, of how Frank is better than Jim at the talk spot. Yes, and I, I truly believe that this was the best talk spot, and oh, I love everything about the vocabulary that they all used, also mm-hmm. towards each other. Everything about the talk spot was amazing. I want to learn more about Phyllis Diller. Like, what else can I learn about her? She's one of the first guests that I feel like I know more about. Or not know more about, but have seen in more ways. Yeah, she's the most familiar to you. Yes, absolutely. But you know what? I feel like I don't know enough about her. Like, she is absolutely the most terrific fucking person. I'm curious in a way that I think that maybe you are... Getting to, I want to see her stand up. Yes, I, I want to watch see her. her I want to see her bits. These were oh, her, like my god for everybody bits that she was doing. You know, like it was family friendly. Yes, and stuff. I want to see her bits because friendly. I bet you she has like some. And she's really just funny joke, shit. joke, 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 yeah. joke, joke, joke. This is it's like formulated jokes. Mm-hmm. It's fine, and it's fine. It's yeah. just like this is how you tell a joke. Every word comes out of her mouth is a joke. On and every we beat. laughed a lot, a lot, and. This is an episode that's 45 years old. You know, like that she is still, her jokes that she told are like tried and true funny. It's not. This whole episode was great. Even the filler part, the hubba wubba or whatever that was, it was fine. I love it. I like that too. I I want to talk to you about that also because I have a question. Okay, so you ready? Here is our premise for the episode. Aging wardrobe woman Hilda puts on a wig and makeup to try to make herself look younger. She is spotlighted in a backstage plot for the first and last Wait. time. Oh no. Oh, this she is her get... first and last storyline that she'll ever have. Yeah, because they're going to take her off the show soon. She totally has to disappear. I've never, until we started doing this podcast, I had never heard of her. Which is a shame, because she is like a fun, weird character. Yeah. And I like her existing... In the periphery, in the background, alongside the janitor, alongside Scooter. They're the cogs that make the show go. Without them, we don't have a show. This show was, episode was so good. Did you think that this was the best at the dance there ever was? Yes. Me too. Yes, absolutely. It was. I think this was the best version of a lot of the sketches. I think the veterinarian's hospital was the funniest it's been yet. Oh, same. Agree. I, I, I fully agree. I really agree. think that every se- every recurring segment was at its height. It, it was so good. Yeah. It was so well done. Statler I love every. They even. were at the dance they together. Were the dance. Okay, we got to just right, start. Let's get All right, into you ready? It. So we're going to start. Our first bit is 
the Gogo Lala Jubilee Jug Pants <gasps> singing Mississippi Mud okay. as they tap their feet in the mud. I felt pure and utter euphoria. This and is joy our first watching episode, episode watching them together in a little while. But it was and the best episode I've we ever squealed seen. The second that they showed First the jug band, that, well, that was commitment. How they did the mud and mm-hmm. how they did the mud sound. Yeah, this was the best. Yeah, I couldn't stop tapping my foot. I know it was so good. It, I, I really was the best that the jug band even was too. Oh yeah, like this it was is their, definitely the best the jug band was. It was not. I don't really remember the song very well, but like they were Mrs. in the Mrs. Watching them splash their little dirty feet. All, honestly, all that I can think oh. of is like the dry cleaning bill for these. I wonder guys. if they wash them like a wig. Like they just fill the bathtub up and, and just like, let it soak and, and just soak them. It. Yeah, and dunk it and <laughs> you know wash their little cloth legs off. Yeah, they were filthy by the end of that. I bit. was squealing inside, trying so hard to mm-hmm. like hold it in. I feel like they're a precursor to the Fraggles. Yeah, like they look like. You can so see the Fraggles fun. evolving from them. Yeah, but I feel like instead of the Fraggles, the Jug Band should have had a show. Mm-hmm. Have you? You've Duck never Dynasty, seen Dynasty, but Muppets. I know they're not necessarily the same thing. They're only kind of tangentially, tangentially connected. But hey, you've never seen Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, right? No. That's another Muppet Christmas special. Oh. It's a really good one. I can't wait for this. For the Patreon. For the Patreon this part, Christmas, we're gonna yeah, have to watch a lot of Christmas. those specials. I love it. Let's because do it. There's because, a lot well, of really good ones. we've obviously seen uh, Christmas Carol Muppets. Like, yeah, I don't even... I feel like I watch that one, like, all the time. We don't need to watch that right away. No, I agree. It's it's a good I watched it last year. It's fun. It's just... I, it's not my favorite version of A Christmas Carol, even. No, me neither. So this after, is the best iced coffee I've ever had, by the way. I've just introduced Megan to Starbucks Blonde Bottled Iced Coffee. With some oat milk. Actually, I really don't want to tell anybody that this is good because I'm tired of not finding it when I'm in the grocery store. Oh my god. It's trash. Don't drink it. Yeah, it's awful. (laughs) So then we go backstage. The Go-Go Lala leaving the stage and Jocelyn Kermit is congratulated by Scooter who wishes, however, that that they would wipe their feet. Hilda praises the show's guest star, talking about how young looking Phyllis Diller is. She asks Scooter if he believes that she had her face raised, and then considers whether or not she should do the same. After all, she is 35. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Hilda. I, 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 I really do like Hilda a lot, and I am bummed that we're probably not going to see her much going forward, especially once we head into season two and beyond. I like Hilda, but I don't care if she's gone. I just like the idea of her character, of like another backstage player yeah, like that. I like that idea too. But it also, like, she beat herself up for no reason in this episode. Yeah, over it was kind of weird. It was like a competition show where she was like going home and it was her storyline that week because she yeah. wasn't going to be there next week. <laughs> <laughs> like you suddenly, yeah, like we're finding so much more about this character and we're like, maybe we're never going to see them yeah, again. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> next we see our first bit with Phyllis Diller as Ralph the dog and Phyllis compete oh, over whose my. life is more depressing. First of all, best Ralph skit, skit yes. I've ever seen. Absolutely. So good. I was like, if this is Ralph, I get Ralph now. I get it. When Ralph plays the, like, the, what I can only describe as, like, the piano man from the Billy Joel song, oh. Piano Man, <laughs> yeah. that's when he's at his best. Uh-huh. 
in the Muppet movie when he's like playing piano and Kermit is like going over his woes and Rolf is like, listen, we all have shit. Yeah, that's I've him. I've got shit yeah. that sucks too. And you know what? All we can keep doing is just keep living and things will hopefully get I better. I love him. Hoping for the best. You know, I have dreams too. Yeah. And I really love when Rolf does that kind of stuff. It's it's very... It's great. It's so grounded and like it funny is. and weird and like... And you get to see him, like his, him and his, like who, what Rolf's personality is. And, yeah. yeah, I love it. It was so. And there's a good. lot of really funny, like back and forth jokes that they oh, like. They rip were at each terrific other. with the jokes. Yeah. And they they were very. It was very well done. It who was, is Ralph's voice? Ralph is Jim Henson. It's Jim. Okay, but yeah. when Ralph is, when Jim is Ralph, he's not so awkward. When he's Kermit. Kermit, it must be Kermit then, because Kermit is awkward. I still think, I know that, like, Kermit was kind of placed in the role of being the host of this show. So I wonder if that's an uncomfortable position. You know, like, having to lead a band of characters instead of being, like, an ancillary character who can kind of breathe. I mean, I don't know, like... Fozzie hosted the show this episode, and Fozzie was better than Kermit. Why yeah. doesn't Frank Oz just host the show? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And you're right. But it seemed as though maybe he was hosting the show because of Phyllis, you know? Yeah. It was... and No, exactly. And I was... It was great. Then we cut back to old Hilda as she decides it's time to become <laughs> young Hilda. Ooh. And dons a long-haired wig. Red. Yeah. That's, I, I feel like it was, like, not the best choice for her, too. It was funny. She... I hated the, I don't know, like, they couldn't tell that she was trying something and to, like, be a little polite, you know? She's positive that no one will recognize her. Of course, Kermit recognizes her instantly and doesn't even acknowledge that she has a new look. Like, come yeah. on, dude. No, Kermit's a jerk, though. We, we he is a jerk. already established yeah. that. Like, he's really nasty to women. He's super nasty to Piggy. Uh-huh. Was it the right Piggy? Yes. It was, It right? was the right Piggy throughout, okay. thankfully. Like, even in the... Sorry. It's so loud. <laughs> even in the veterinarian's hospital where it's not usually... It's usually... <laughs> Richard Hunt. Because I wonder who... If, you give me one second. I can figure out who does. Give me one second. Mm-hmm. So... Aaron Oscar plays Janice. Aaron Oscar. Because I was trying to think, like, why would Piggy be wrong sometimes? But I guess Piggy would be wrong in the case of the patient being played by, by Frank. Frank. You know? Or if Frank has to get ready for another sketch. Like, I don't... I don't know. I was wondering in this episode... I want to wait for us to get to Veterinarian's Hospital for me to bring all that right, up. Right, right. But Where, I was wondering if there is a... They write... Like, they sit down and think, like, okay, let's come up with some ideas for Veterinarian Hospital mm-hmm. jokes. And then do they maybe film 10 veterinarian hospital bits, one after the other, oh. just change the set to whatever little... I don't think so. You know, or if they literally are just doing it with each episode. I think they're doing it each episode. Because each of the veterinarian's hospitals have not, so far, been reliant on the guest The energy, though, for each sketch is so different. The energy yeah. in this sketch was so good. Yeah. Did you see Piggy? Like... Piggy was the best laughing. She was wild. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. And, like, when she was laughing and then, like, 
I threw her. Yeah, laughing fell, so hard that she was like coming backwards. down from laughing and oh resting her God. head in like so good. laughter exhaustion. And then she on picked Fozzie. her feet up. Yeah, yeah, very funny. Okay, so after Hilda tries to tries her first wave of first altering wave her, yeah, her second wave. We move on to the Muppets news flash. The newsman reports. <laughs> On Miss Beverly Shepard making aviation history by strapping a pair of wings to her arms to fly to Dallas. Best guest newsflash. Mm-hmm. Best one. Hilarious. Very dumb. So dumb. She but explains, it was terrific. Oh, oh, oh how, how could you... How, what do you have to ask me? It's so simple. I made these wings. I put chicken feathers all over them. I strapped them to my arms, and then I boarded a plane to yeah. Dallas. And she just, she can't believe that you would ask such a stupid question. It was so great. It was very funny. It was very good. And even, like, she did this, like, almost southern accent, like, affectation yeah. to herself. She, Phyllis Diller had a lot of fun being in this episode. Oh, my God. She was great with the Muppets. She actually kissed Ralph mm-hmm. in that epi- in the uh, sketch. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, at the, like, goodbye. Like the bar. She like kissed him the goodbye. piano bar. And I was like, oh my god. Meg, in that piano bar sketch, we have not talked about that weird like hotel maid that was supposed oh, to be the waitress. Oh my god. She was huge too, but right? But also like, why did her face look like that? I don't know. It, she made me feel weird. She was She weird. looked like she was dressed as like a French maid. I was like, what is that? It was bizarre. I, like, I'm trying She's to think. Like a, I don't know. She was dressed like the feather duster from Beauty and the Beast when she comes to life at the end of the movie. She looked exactly like that. Yeah. She did. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, uh, speaking of the nanny, um, have you ever seen the movie <laughs> okay, Beautician and the Beast? Beast? Which is the yeah. same as the nanny. Uh-huh. The when did that come out, like, in relation to the nanny? It like, was, during... Definitely in the later seasons of The Nanny, but it was definitely still in the 90s. I've never seen the movie. I am aware of the movie. Have you watched it? Yes, I've seen the movie. Oh, I, I'm so sorry. I can't believe that I would question that. Yeah. Your mother is a beautician, yeah. not a magician. She's not a magician, and... but she's definitely a beautician. And you want to know what the difference between a good haircut and a bad haircut is? What? Three weeks. Three weeks. <laughs> that always reminds me of Seinfeld when, um, isn't it Kramer? He's like, I got a guy, Jerry, who can cut your hair and make it look like two weeks. Yeah, it's a two-week two haircut. Looks exactly like it should on two weeks. So, okay. Beautician and the Beast came out in 1997. So you're right. It was like... Literally at the height of the nanny, yeah. she went and played almost the exact same character. Oh, no, it was the same character, except with no Mr. Sheffield, but basically the Beast is Mr. Sheffield because he wants nothing to do with her, and then at the end of the movie, he realizes that he actually is in love with her. A New York cosmetologist mistakenly thought to be a science teacher is offered a job to teach the children of an Eastern European dictator... So it's like Beauty and the Beast meets, like, The Sound of Music? Meets My Fair Lady? Oh, of course, because she's got, like, she has to I'm that. from Queens. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's Timothy Dalton and Fran Drescher. Yeah. This movie just seems wild. It's not a good movie. The Nanny's much better. But honestly, watching uh, Fran Drescher in anything is great. She's mm-hmm. terrific. Whoa! Ken Quapis directed this movie. Holy shit. 
Okay, Ken Quapis is like a TV director who directs like he directed a bunch of episodes of The Office. He directed a couple episodes of the Tig Notaro Show, One Mississippi. Oh yeah, Santa okay, Clarita Diet. Like he's a comedy all, director. Santa Clarita Diet is the most disgusting show I've ever seen. Absolutely in my life. disgusting. It's also I, like no, it is seriously. I almost puked. I tried to watch the first episode and I was like, Oh, you need to make it through the first episode? No, I watched two episodes, Uh I think, to like try to get through it. And I was like, this is disgusting. I don't... I hate... I think I watched all of the first season. When Drew Barrymore starts eating like organs, I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. I can't. The show makes no sense to me. She's disgusting. Uh Ew. I don't get it. And that has a rabid fan base that is pissed. That it didn't get another season. Truly disgusting. And so glad it's off the air. I never want to see that show. No, it's no. disgusting. That show needs to be buried. And honestly, they sh- should erase like that that show ever existed. Because if a million years from now, like an like a new civilization is like finding ours, mm-hmm. I don't want them to see. That and they're like, they see like everywhere. a T-shirt in a landfill that says Netflix and chill, and they're like, what does that mean? Yeah. And then they find out how to sign into a Netflix account, and then that's the first thing they happen upon, is the Santa Clarita diet. Oh, the Santa Clarita diet. What's this? This is the diet of the people of Santa Clarita. (laughs) And they study it. And yeah, they think that they were all cannibals. For some reason, I'm thinking of that other show on Netflix. The husband is like, wait, before you move on, I'm sorry. Uh The husband is like... Yeah, sure. You're a flesh-eating zombie now. I'll just be with you. And you is there a better dude on TV than her husband? Like he's like, (laughs) I he immediately goes and like he's like, absolutely. Let me go find you something to eat. Like there's no there's no hesitation in him at all. He's just immediately gonna go help her find. Of course, but it's so gross. Bye bye. All right, moving right along. I can't talk about that show anymore. (laughs) We move on to the At the Dance. Zoot, without Janice this time, wanders the ballroom, playing saxophone. Two pigs dancing together say they're so in love and with each other, they can't eat, sleep, or see straight. Zoot tells them to check into a hospital. I don't know why that's the note for the At the Dance. The At the Dance featured Statler and Waldorf dancing together. It was so good. Oh my god. This At the Dance, epic. Epic. Absolutely, absolutely bizarre that the two of them be featured in a sketch outside of their box and be dancing together. It was so good. It was, it was so, so. We we should post like a video of that. Of Mm -hmm. them doing like the dip. Another interesting thing that I found about this is in that sketch, it says here in the notes that that is when Janice is made visible in that sketch, that's the wrong actual Muppet of Janice. I thought that it looked huge. That Didn't Janice it look gigantic? was the original version of Janice used in the sex and violence pilot. Oh, we have to watch that for the Patreon. Yeah, I think that's so interesting that so Janice, that she underwent like such a change. And that they, I guess, mistakenly used the wrong one. <laughs> it's That's really, really odd. They were like, get the old Janice. She's gigantic. Yeah. She I was, love it. <laughs> it was very weird. She's like what a gem in the hologram doll is to a Barbie doll. Like, it's just like twice the size. 
Next, we move on to the UK spot. Dr. Teeth, Floyd Pepper, Zoot, and Jan... Why doesn't it just this say the electric mayhem? Perform Lazy Bones. best UK spot this, ever. This was the first time that I got to think... Like, I don't know. When I, like, am watching the UK spots and yeah. detect a UK spot, it's like my brain goes, UK spot. Yeah. And I started to think, like, are what other shows, either from this era or even current, do this as well? What other shows are making extra fluff material to sell it into other markets? Hmm. You know, because, like, we really, we talked it out and we, like, came to the realization that the UK spot is simply because of their lack of commercials. Yeah. So it helps to fill the time better. So, like, are there other shows out there where we're missing things because... I mean, possibly. We don't see it here. Around the same time. It's like, what show... We would have to look up what shows aired there. Yeah, and like, what... Like, was... Cause but like, can you imagine if it's like, all in the family, and they do like, extra real of like... Archie what, being a racist. Yeah, dialogue of some sort. There's all these homophobic rants that you don't get to see Archie yeah. Bunker go on. It's, oh my god. it's not for our market. You sound like a 90s, like, one of those ads, like, <laughs> hours of missing features. <laughs> You know? Time Life is finally gathered yeah, together like, the All in the Family box set featuring all of Archie's homophobic and racial. Du- yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that is exactly. Your Archie Bunker what say things like, Would you stop it, you fruitcake? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, we did with the. What did he call the, the blockhead or. Meathead. Meathead. The blockhead. All right, so next we move on to the talk spot. Fozzie asks Phyllis to give First of him all, a thank few tips God on comedy. It was Fozzie in the talk spot. Yes. What a blessing. It was solo Fozzie, Fozzie. Not like Fozzie takes over from Kermit, Kermit dips out, blah, blah, blah. He it was even just said a straightforward. Like, Kermit said I could be out here yeah. with you or something like that. He asks for comedy tips, and Phyllis struggles with this as Fozzie refuses to make up facts for his for the sake of his jokes. She even suggests a small apartment joke. I I live in a small an apartment so small the mice are hunchbacked. Fozzie offers his own more truthful joke. I live in an apartment so small my mouse has gout. Despite Fozzie's reluctance to use the joke, Fozzie already told it in an earlier episode. Oh wow! Oh, interesting. That is interesting. That's very funny. I really, really like their dynamic together. One of my favorite things about the way they spoke to each other, and this is like very deep comedy nerd and stupid, but they considered one another peers. Fozzie's language towards her was not like, this is like, I hate when people are like, oh, she's a comedian. He was like, we're comedians and blah, blah, blah. You know, like there was no... Like, yeah. he referred to her as the funniest person he's yeah, ever seen woman. or worked yeah. with. Yeah, there was no, like, treating her like an I other. I wonder if that was because she made it so. I'm curious to know that, too. I want to know more about her so, so do bad. I. You know, she was probably, was she in Celebrity Deathmatch? Was How, that, there has to be a Celebrity Deathmatch episode with her in it. That would be so funny. I, don't, I wonder who she would be up against. I'm, like... To the point with this episode that I'm like, I could probably read a whole book about Phyllis Diller. Me too. Same. I'm going to look on Audible. I wonder if we could find like us an hour special or something oh, like I that. I would that love she that. She is honestly the most intriguing, funniest person I've seen on The Muppets thus mm-hmm. far. I'm 
Oh, I just remembered. Have you ever seen um, the Muppets Take Manhattan? Like even that you remember? I oh yeah, vi- it's vaguely, not one of like, I've seen it, but vaguely remember. When you it. think of Muppet movies, honestly, you think of the Muppet movie, and that's honestly, kind I of it. I saw that one time a long time ago, and I don't remember it. Joan Rivers is in that movie, and yeah. she's very funny in it. She works at like I don't know if it's if it is Macy's or like a department store in New York City. She works the makeup counter, and Piggy gets a job at the makeup <gasps> counter. And the two of them going back and forth, I remember being really Oh, funny. I gotta see that. We, yeah. For the Patreon. For the Patreon. <laughs> but I, I really appreciated the way that they spoke to each other, and that truly, he considered... I mean, maybe he almost shouldn't consider her a peer, because she is a fucking comedian. Yeah. Versus his, like... Fozzie starts, is starting to, like, maybe... Seemed like he's an open micer. Stadler and, not... and Waldorf didn't even heckle. They were laughing no. hysterically. Yeah. So after the talk spot, we moved on to Huggawaga. On a distant planet, this a Huggawaga beast. But it was actually fun. It was a lot of fun. It was filler, I felt like, but it was fun. So, Huggawaga. okay, the Huggawaga beast tyrannicizes a loony bird and battles yeah. a gentle creature who sings You Are My Sunshine. It the was bird funny. had a really cool voice. The whole bit was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I loved like the like bass and the hugawaga and like it was you very are my funky. Sunshine was fun and it like mixed very well with the song yeah. and it was funky. The hugawaga. Did he have a fire extinguisher for his nose? Is that what that was? Kind of, but because it blew smoke when he like blasted the yellow guy away. Oh yeah, there was like dust or something around like the ring of his fur and i was like oh i wonder if that was a fire extinguisher that would like leave that kind so of good. exhaust oh or something Hugawoga was this soon yeah oh my god this episode moved like it was like you know wow. there was no like real but it was so good it was like, like every moment was filled yes is the next one bunsen no well it, it is that's the next bit but oh. so after the Hugawaga dance hilda Having received from be- some beauty tips from Phyllis, is sure that everyone will finally notice the changes she has she's made. She's a new dress on now. Not yet. This is when she just has her face made up. She has on like those like, I don't know, you almost want to say like wax lips. Oh my god, yeah. <clears throat> Fozzie does indeed notice. Unfortunately, the change he is referring to is that Hilda recently changed the dressing room towels. Hilda is furious. This means all out war. So this next bit is the Muppet Labs. Dr. Bunsen Honeydew shows off his latest in scientific apparel, exploding hats, exploding earmuffs, and self-destruct neckties. I usually don't like the explosion bits, but I like this a lot. When he put on those earmuffs, I thought for sure it was because he was going to blow something else up and yeah. not that he was going to oh like, blow up so his earmuffs. Oh my god, it was so silly. I'm looking through the notes here. And I like this. This sketch was cut... In the airings on Nickelodeon. Oh, because they th- thought people would do that? How would you do that? But yeah, that must be it, right? Like, that explosion is dangerous. Weird. That's really weird. Like, oh, if you watch this, you might try to concoct your own exploding necktie. So we need to make sure the kids are safe. This is all that weird 90s censorship. Yeah. You know, like... Overprotection and like unnecessary censoring, mm-hmm. helicopter parenting. Because and, what but about yet, that? Like, some parents didn't parent at all. Yeah, yeah they're l- latchkey kids. This is like the. You're right. You're right. Let me rephrase that. 
because this is like the media's attempt at to protecting and parenting, yeah. like, like on dare, par, like the dare. Yes, movie. and on par with like Tipper Gore getting like the parental advisory yeah. stickers on oh, media yeah. and like the ESRB we system kids, for video that's games. That's when it happened. Yeah. Yeah, like trying to get that rating on Mortal Kombat so kids don't see violence and all that shit. Yeah. But meanwhile, like, like finish him. when I worked at GameStop, I remember like little kids, like literally 10, 11 year olds bringing Grand Theft Auto games to the counter with their parent and being like, you know, one Grand Theft Auto, please. And the, you know, as an employee, I have to like, because it literally will, you know, yeah. prompt me to do so. I have to be like, oh. Um, just so you know, this game is rated M for sex, violence, drug use, language, blah, like literally all the horrible things in a Grand Theft Auto game. And the parents would almost always say, they see worse in school. And I'm like, what school do you send them to <laughs> that they're seeing violence like this? And like, sure. Oh my God. So like, you're right. It's not a matter of. It's a matter of parenting, not, like... What were the video games we had when we were kids? Like, the worst... Like, what was the worst video game? Like, probably Mortal Kombat? Yeah, it was definitely that. And even, like, Mortal Kombat was only violent on the Sega. Did you know that? Oh, Like, only, yeah. like, gory violent. And on we, the Super Nintendo, they would squirt ooze. It would be, like, green, yep, which I is bizarre. That. I remember that. But, like, the graphics were so sort of campy, <gasps> though. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. And, like, the violence is that you're going to rip someone's spine out. It's so cartoonish. But games back then were, like, more fun and, like, not so as serious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Ren and Stimpy the game is not as serious as, like, Assassin's Creed or something. Yeah, where you're, like, walking up to someone and, like, slitting Slitting their their throat throat or something. That's really horrific versus... Very different. Versus, like, (sighs) shooting someone in Duke Nukem or whatever. Oh, my God, yeah. Because that's what I think of when I think of violent games. Like, I did play, I played Duke Nukem, and I played, like, um, Wolfenstein yeah. and stuff on the computer. I can't think of any games that I played. I guess I played Grand, the- Grand Theft Auto 3 mm-hmm. was, like, the worst one. But, like, the thing I was most fascinated about, like, I wasn't fixated on, like, oh, you can get a prostitute. It was, mm-hmm. like, it was always the radio stations. Yeah. Like, the content. Uh huh. You know, and like the just running people over to get their dollars, driving <laughs> to a weird place to find a helicopter yeah. to then like, yeah. No, I completely agree. Like doing stupid shit. I was never like influenced to be like I'm gonna. You know, but they're bad. I'm playing Grand Theft Auto Three, and I think I might join a gang. Yeah. I what do you think? But they get worse. Like Grand Theft. I know that San Andreas and Miami Vice one happened, but like Grand Theft. Grand Theft Auto 4, like, that was even more violent. And, mm-hmm. like, in 5, too. But like, even, like you said about Mortal Kombat, they're so violent and so over the top. It's camp. It's camp. It's, it's full. It, it is, even it's the camp. Even gra- the way they do the graphics with the realistic faces. Yeah. It's intended as camp, yeah. at least. It's, exactly. That's, they're presenting camp to... It's arcade to, camp. It's to, like... you know, I, you want to say, like teenage boys yeah and they're being presented this camp and then it's how they decipher that yeah so it's hard to like try to tell these creators like oh you can't do this that and the other thing because people will misconstrue your art i feel weird calling grand theft auto art but to the programmers creators and everything it is like it's just the sandbox game it's yeah 
The set the game is, is what so you make good. of it. Here's yeah. the things you can follow, but here's all the weird side missions. Here's the yeah. just exploring. You can be a taxi driver. You can be a this. Yeah. yeah. There is a lot to do in that game. I feel like really weird that I just like talked so fondly and like about Grand Theft Auto. It was very strange. Okay, so <laughs> now we go backstage again where Phyllis. Oh, this is called like the blackout. Whatever. This was a really funny one-off dumb thing. Phyllis and Gonzo discussed her pocket camera oh my God, this is and so the photographs cute. of her pockets. Oh, I like this. I, it was a dumb joke, but it was Phyllis so- is like, oh, look at my new camera, Gonzo. Oh, and, you know, I he, like, that. wants to see her... What are these photos of? And she's like, my pockets. It's, it's my, my pocket, pocket camera. camera. Yeah. And then they just look at the camera and they're like, ah. Just, like, the quickest aside. Very dumb. Moving on to our veterinarian hospital, Dr. Bob operates on a very sick loaf of talking bread. Finally, he has discovered edible patients. Oh my god. I love this loaf of bread. This is the loaf of bread from the Charles Aznavour episode. <laughs> that yes, like it talked is. at the uh Yeah. French bread. Very, very stupid. And I like this loaf of bread because he's very sad. And I feel yeah. like he's always been sad. He's always like, hey, Notice me. Piggy wearing the face mask and then like somehow maneuvering her mouth underneath it I is think hilarious that is to hilarious. me too. hilarious. Especially like they should show that video of her like now going into a grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> like coming out of all of the mask wearing of the last year and a half and seeing Piggy wearing a mask wrong. Oh you're my like, God. yeah, Piggy absolutely would wear a mask wrong in a grocery of store. Of course she would. Yeah. She would definitely be that person. The one that she's wearing also has like Jewels or like sequence <laughs> yeah. or something like that sequence. on it. Alright, so I feel like we talked a lot about the veterinarian hospital out of turn. Do you have anything else about it um, you can think of? No, it was really good. It was the best one I've seen. The, the, I will say, having Piggy voiced by Frank Oz, we did miss out on Richard Hunt's Dr. Bob! I love that. I think <laughs> that is the funniest thing to me. Because, like, Jen, you know, Dr. Bob, yeah, like, that's yeah, not yeah. as good as, like, Sorry, the ghosty. Dr. Bob. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We go backstage again where Kermit notices a very attractive woman. Ooh, but it yeah. turns out to be Hilda. Kermit notices how thin she looks. And she reveals an that she's wearing very tight foundation garments. A girdle and whatnot. The this girdle turns funny. out to be far too tight and pops, destroying her appearance. Her whole dress explodes, basically. <laughs> she looks crazy she afterwards. She looks crazy. Kermit reassures her, stating that they love her just the way she is. Hilda states, the old gray mare is just what she used to be. <laughs> the old gray mare. <laughs> I... I don't know. I this is another one of those bits that makes me like hate Kermit. A Kermit dick. The Kermit that like they present to you in all of their media is like the it's not easy being green and like just be yourself and everything. And then Kermit's like you don't have to change your appearance, you were fine the way you were. Like he literally made it sound that way. You were fine the yeah, way you were. You were fine. Not like Oh Hilda, you were just fine. Yeah. What what you had already worked well enough. That's like so. you know what that's like. I hate that saying like you. I'm enough. You're enough. Mm-hmm. You are enough. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Any of that like flip stuff. It just I can't. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Me. I completely agree I'm with you. I'm just like, ugh, stop. <sighs> 
I loved this next segment. Phyllis accompanies the Muppet Orchestra oh by playing the can entertainer on yes! saxophone. So, okay, so first of all, can you look up? Can she? I bet you she I, can actually play it. I really, I want to do that. She fully can because she played it out of tune like too well, like on purpose. I think so too. Yeah, like she, she could probably held, actually play. She held the saxophone like someone who knew how to play a oh, saxophone. She knows how to actually play the saxophone. I bet. So you. I just googled. Okay. Because she comes from a time where you had to be able to, like, sing, dance, play an instrument. Da, 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 da. Phil Stiller knew how to play the soprano sax. Yeah, she can she play did. the sax. She gave it up in the mid-80s, it says here. She That's was- amazing. So not only was she... She was doing a bit with a fucking saxophone. Oh, yeah. It was, it was so good, though. And I Zoot highly recommend watching like at least this. Teach her how to do it. Yeah. That was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, or, a lot of fun. Or I feel like he came in and he was like, why am I not here? You suck. Yeah. But she was sucking on purpose. Yeah. Why? Like, what an odd, like, unne- almost, like, seemingly unnecessary skill for Phyllis Diller to like have. I feel like, I wish that Ben Vereen last week, they actually filmed him, or, like, recorded him tap dancing and doing something fun and goofy, the way Phyllis Diller, like... Played the fucking saxophone. Mm-hmm. That was so cool. Yeah, it was amazing. The whole time I'm like, I'm this putting rules. that this episode. I bet you, at a, we're gonna watch all the Muppet Show, right? Mm-hmm. I bet you this episode will still be one of my favorites by the end. I I, I have the feeling episode. too that this will like hold love the test of time. This episode. I okay. need to watch everything Phyllis Diller. Phyllis asks Kermit to do her a favor, having him move to her right. What he doesn't realize is that she he is now standing on the trap door, <laughs> the rope to which is in Fozzie's hand. I, I love that they fuck with Kermit. This was really, really funny. And the what made it even funnier is, like, Fozzie in his, like, celebrating that he made Kermit <laughs> fall down the hole gets so excited that he falls down yeah. the trap door, too. And they all just stand around the hole and laugh uh-huh. hysterically. Just laugh and laugh. They laugh their asses off. Phyllis Diller seems like the kind of person that I would, like, kill to be, like, have as a friend. You know what I mean? Just to be in the room with. Yeah. Like, just, even just watching Constantly on the periphery. On, yeah. Yeah. Seems like so much But so not much even fun. just on, can deliver. Mm-hmm. In a minute. At the drop of a hat. Yeah. This was a perfect episode. It was perfect. 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 Next week, we have one of the highest rated episodes, according to IMDb. Woo-woo! We're doing the Vincent Price episode. I am very excited about this episode. Me too. This sounds like such a fun I episode. I saw a picture of him with fangs with in the his fangs. mouth. And okay. Kermit's wearing fangs too. I love it. I have to tell you something. What? So Lisa has this hangman game mm-hmm. from like the 70s or the 60s. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. guessing this, it's from the 70s. Is it one of those ones where it's like the contraption that you like build onto? I don't know. I just saw the box. Oh, okay. And the box has Vincent Price's face on it. Really? Yeah. I'll have to take a picture and show you. That's really weird. Yeah, I like know. it's a Vincent Price branded it's or so something. It's so weird. So this episode sounds great. You ready? Yeah. In honor of guest star Vincent Price, the show is filled with monsters, yes. ghosts, bats, vampires, and spooky situations. A three-headed monster auditions for the show. We sing. No, we dance. No, we tell jokes. I think we're going to love it. I don't want to look through any of these. No, like no. I'm looking at the notes and I'm like, I need to just save, save myself for it. This one's going to be a lot of fun. Next week, however, we're going to do, we're going to release our first 
quote unquote for the Patreon episode because we'll both be on vacation. Yeah. So while we're on vacation, we're going to release a ridiculous episode where we watch some RuPaul. We watch some of the shows that we talk about all the time. Yeah. And we just have. And we finally watched the pilot of Out of This this World. world. Which, spoiler alert, was (laughs) certainly Out of This World. It. It definitely was out of this world. Out of this world. I don't remember sure. what world it was on, but not here. It was on the same world where Alf was a thing. Melmac is where Alf is from. Melmac. Why do I remember that? I've never seen Alf. Can I ask you a question? Hmm? Do you ever see the show? I know that... What's the show with Al Bundy? I almost called it All in the Family. No. Uh, Married with Children? Married with Children. That was very popular in mm-hmm. its time. That was a Fox show, right? Mm-hmm. What was the other one with Bobcat Goldthwait? I loved with the that show. Dog. It was called Unhappily Ever After. Yes. That show ruled. I loved that And it was show. a dirty, like, rabbit puppet in yeah. the basement. And the dad would, like, go, go sit and downstairs. Drink beer. Yes. And the rabbit would talk to him. Yeah. And only him. That was, like, and it, you're right. It was very similar to Married with Children. Was that on the same network? I think so. Because it was like the same like down on his luck Whatever. drunk yeah, dad. Fox is the only idiot son one that would do that. And like hot daughter. Yeah, oh yeah, hot daughter. You know, like blonde. That whole eighties look. I, I have to look this one up now and, too because and, I, and ha- they had a theme song too, but I can't remember it. I know love and marriage for family family matters. Oh my god. Married with children. Oh my god. Unhappily ever after ran from ninety five to ninety nine for one hundred episodes. Jesus. It's only, it's as, just as long as Out of This World. Yeah. Why? Okay, you're right. They did have a theme song for this show that, like, I can remember for some reason, and I need to hear it now. Unhappily Ever After. Theme song. TV theme song. It's going to be a commercial. Oh, oh hit yeah, the hit road the road jack. jack. Yeah. Stupid. Don't you come back. Oh, yeah, the hot daughter. There she is. The little kid. But the hot daughter, like, the same idea is she's, like, Kelly Bundy in, like, a a short skirt and, like... This is a Married with Children knockoff. Yeah. It's weird that it's a knockoff that is... It definitely was on the same station, right? This is... You're right. This is a purely Fox sitcom. No No other network would have done this. I don't... I do do not believe that another network... Like, a show that... Actually, yes, I do... Like I bet UPN. you. UPN? Yes. It, I bet you this was on Channel shit. 11. You think Channel 11? WB. I bet you this is a WB right, let me show. See. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You're right. It's a poor man's fox at the time, right? Yeah. Like, their attempt at, like, almost, like, <sighs> I want to call it, like, a, um, a, like, a neutered horny show. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, like, has this weird, It was a like, horny show. Yes. Like, yeah. But it just... Without being on MTV. But, like, just a horny show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no overt, like, sexuality about it. It was just horny. Yeah, exactly. Just, like, married with children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a weird genre of sitcom that absolutely does not exist anymore. It was, anymore. quote, unquote, Bob and Betty Beer Can. You ever, you ever heard that expression? No. Okay, so Bob and Betty Beer Can is like an everyman sort okay. of like, you know, a schmo, a Mo and Joe schmo mm-hmm. who like sit on the couch and watch TV and eat a TV dinner. Yeah, like, like how CBS does all those, 
I call them fat husband shows. Where it's like the, the fat husband. Network? No, CBS. CBS is like NCIS. Oh, well, yeah. And like no, but like Jack they have King and, of Queens. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like the, the fat, fat husband. husband <laughs> and the quote unquote and the pretty hot wife. wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who, like, the fat husband network. You can't believe that. It's not butter. How, why, how, why are they married? They're insecure. Yeah. My mom is. Speaking of that. Well, not speaking of <laughs> that. But have you watched Kevin Can Fuck Himself yet on AMC? No, but I heard it's really good. It's very good. And like from... How do you get these networks? I don't have any of these TV stations. I use it on Sling. Okay. Oh, but how do you sign into Sling? You need somebody with a cable network, You right? need somebody who has a Sling account. Oh. Which my brother has. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, I use his. But so this show... I would say, wait, it's only eight episodes, and if you just do, like, the AMC Plus, like, free trial in a couple days when it's all out, just There's watch a 4th of July, probably. Remember when they used to do that? They used to be like, it's the holiday, yeah. so, like, so the network, you have free HBO. Remember there's probably free, free HBO series. or something? Yeah. Probably oh, you had a black coming box. weekend. Yeah, yeah, I had the illegal box. Yeah. But, so, this show is basically about a sitcom wife when she's not in the sitcom of her life of everything revolving around her husband. Oh, so when she is with her wow. husband, there is a laugh track. Everybody's out of control. Everybody loves her husband. No this one is can... crazy. And then the second she like leaves the living room of the set of her life and walks into the kitchen, she's in a real kitchen. And she's alone with her thoughts and then she's like miserable. But then when she goes back through that door, she's a sitcom wife again. And she has the laundry basket, oh and she's God. bringing her husband a this sandwich, show and crazy. she's giving him grief and whatever. Yeah. And the first time, I love you. when the first, when the first time she like exits the scene, and you see her like kind of like jarred. I was like, I love this show. Yeah. It's brilliant. <gasps> I need to watch it's it. It's very weird. There's only been how much I think is three episodes. Think? Justin said it's kind of expensive. Oh, that's stupid. I think he said it was thirty dollars, which a month. I know, which is. A lot for... Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. But I know you can just get AMC. I paid $5 for a Patreon. I thought that was a lot. I was like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) mm-mm. But I'm going to pay for it. Yeah. Monthly. Yeah, no. Mm Mm-mm. I pay... Well, I guess I decided to pay for Paramount Plus because Uh of RuPaul's Drag Race. And then I pay for Wow Network, which is a drag... Drag Network. Apple Music. I pay $4.99. Apple Music, I pay $4.99. Yeah. I try to keep my subscriptions low, but some of them are tough. I have I a gym that I don't go to. <laughs> this is summer. Yeah. I have Peacock. I have Apple Music. Oh, yeah, I have Apple. Netflix. Yeah, Netflix I have. I have DVD Netflix, though. And Lisa has, like... Actually, we also pay together for yeah. the streaming. Yeah, I forgot you still about get that. DVD Netflix. But I pay by myself for the DVD. What is it? That's DVDs.com, mm-hmm. right? It's not even but Netflix, they're great, sort like, of. The, I ordered a DVD, got lost in the mail, and I called them. And they were mm. like, oh, yep, looks like it's lost in the mail. All right, we're sending you another one. If you get that one back, just send it back. Like, it was, like, the easiest thing. That's cool. Yeah, I liked it. When Netflix first came out, all I did... For, well, the first DVD I got was Welcome to the Dollhouse. And I don't mm. know why, because I used to love that movie for whatever reason. That's one of those movies that I feel like you couldn't just find in, like, we'll say Best Buy. No, like, you your run-of-the-mill DVD store. Uh-uh. 
so you wouldn't Netflix be able to find it out, anywhere. Exactly. When Netflix came out, I was like, Everywhere. oh, it's movies on demand for me. Yeah. It's like any movie I can think of. And then, So you want to use it to like get obscure shit. Ex- oh, yeah. I course. rented on my Netflix when I like first got it yeah. this horror movie that I loved that I watched when we were, I was in like maybe my first year of high school or something. And it was called Slashers. Oh, yeah. And it was like a shitty, schlocky horror movie that was basically like the idea was it, it was like a, um, like a game show, but uh, if you were losing the game show, you would die. Oof. It was really stupid. I love it. I don't even remember really watching it. I think I put it on and I was like, Haha, I remember <laughs> this, and then sent the disc back. This like, movie. that's more than enough. I rented like every Bjork concert ever. Mm. I don't know. It was a good time. I One of the first things that I like was obsessed with was the Brian Fuller show Wonder Falls. I got oh, all yeah, of that. Oh yeah, you got Wonder Falls. In my early Netflix also. Oh my god, I remember that. It's weird because I, I just had to like update my credit card information in Netflix because I got a new card. And they're like, it tells you how long you've had a Netflix. And I've had a Netflix since like 2008, it says. That feels nuts. Yeah. Like, it feels nuts that like, I graduated the 8th grade or we graduated... Graduated the eighth grade in two thousand and one, mm-hmm. or was it 2002? two thousand two? Two, okay. Because nine eleven happened. Eighth grade. Eighth grade. In the beginning. Okay, yeah, you're right. I hate having to like think of things. We're like winding down in the weirdest way right now. Yeah, but I, I hate what? having to use because we live in like just outside of New York in New Jersey, and yeah. like literally we can see the skyline from the bay. Oh yeah, especially where I lived. It's so weird. That we have to like put our life in relation to when 9-11 happened. And we can like kind of divide things and milestones around it. It's true. It sucks. Yeah, it does. It does suck. I'm like trying to ramp us up to close again now. All right. Um, So join us next week while we watch the Vincent Price episode. No, I thought we were watching uh, Beautician and the Beast. Oh, no. No. Wait. (laughs) Next week's episode (laughs) is our first for the Patreon quote unquote while we're on vacation the week after that we are watching the vincent price episode in the meantime you can buy your very own it's time to watch the muppets david byrne kermit the frog shirt on our t public you can follow us on social media at ittwtm yeah you can and this has been it's time to watch the muppets 